Our scripture reading today is from the book of Mark, chapter 13, verses 33 to 37. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Well, here we are, the final Sunday of the month of November. Um, dark days, early nights, but also a sign that we're getting close to Advent. Indeed, today is the first Sunday of Advent, uh, for four Sundays before Christmas, this year beginning in the month of November. And we're going to use the theme for these weeks uh, of hope, waiting in hope waiting in hope, which seems uh, one that resonates with this time of the pandemic. We continue to be in it, uh, even it's surging, uh, so we wait, hopefully we wait in hope that we will get to the other side of this. So over these weeks of Advent, that's where we are going. And Advent is a time to uh, consider our walk with God in Christ, and particularly to be awake to the interior movements of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Remember Jesus' comment in John 3, that we do not know where the wind blows one way or the other, as he talks to Nicodemus, and that's also the way the Holy Spirit works in our lives. We can't, you know, just follow some exact program. The Spirit works in mysterious ways. And so we are invited to recognize the interior movements of Jesus' Spirit within us, and that's what Advent is about, the incarnation, uh, God taking on flesh in Jesus, and this miracle of God's presence in our history. So that's where we're going. And to help us in this first week, we're going to look at a text, Mark uh, chapter 13, which is associated uh, with the incarnation. So it's a text that's often read during uh, Advent in liturgical circles, so here we are looking at it today. Mark 13, 33 to 37. And so to get an idea of it, with a few words on the context, uh, we getting to the end of the book of Mark, and Jesus and his disciples are in the city of Jerusalem. And as they are leaving the city, the disciples say to Christ, essentially, wow, look at these amazing buildings, particularly look at the temple that Herod has built. It, it was indeed an amazing structure. If you travel to Jerusalem today, there are still portions of that temple that uh, you can see. The Roman stones, each one was massive and beautifully carved, and the, the whole temple about one-third of the size of the city in that day was this temple. So it was amazing. It was powerful to see. And Jesus says to them, well, you know, that's interesting, but there will come a day when, when this entire complex will be raised. It will all 
be thrown over. And Jesus is looking ahead initially to 70 AD, generation after his life, of when the Romans come and they raise the entire complex. Uh, Jesus recognizes, and interestingly, he recognizes the seeds of that raising that are already beginning to percolate even in his day. And then going forward, Jesus speaks about uh, where that goes from there. And so Jesus begins with that, and so then they walk across the the Kidron Valley and now are across the way and they're in the Mount of Olives looking back and we're told in verse 3 that the four original disciples, Peter, James, John and Andrew, come to him and ask for more details on this whole um, historical directive that's going to take place. And so I, I find that interesting as well because the four disciples who initially were called three years ago as fishermen being brought out of working the shores of the Sea of Galilee are now still with Jesus. So three years later, they are still active with Christ, committed to his mission. So they are there originally, and the word is come, and now here we are later and the, the word essentially is, will you follow? Will you follow me in these hard times that are, are bound to happen? And so Jesus goes on, looks forward ultimately to the day of the Lord when, when the Son returns. He uses the language of the Son of Man, which is a reference you can look up in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, where the prophet also uses that Son of Man language. So all of that to say is Jesus is going to encourage his disciples to, to live and to be on guard. And so we come to our unit in Mark chapter 13, 33 to 37. To go forward in hope, not hopelessness. To go forward still with a, an awareness of mission and not to give in to indifference or apathy. This is what Jesus is saying as he said before, to read the signs of the times. So here we go. Jesus says, beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn. So Jesus begins to explain to his disciples and uses the typical message of his teaching or method of his teaching in giving a parable. And the parable goes this way. There's a landowner, and he has his estate. He's going on a journey. And he leaves his estate in the hands of his workers. And verse 34 is important. Each person, each with his own work. Everyone has a job. Everyone on the estate has a job to care for it as the landowner goes away. And the key here is to keep watch, to be alert, 
And so we see verses 33, 34, 35, and then we're going to see also in 37, the word to watch. It's gregoreto, to be awake or to watch. Interesting, it comes from our English name Gregory. It's related to this verb, and it really means to be awake, to, to keep watch, to be on guard, Gregory. So Jesus is saying here, I want you to be alert, to keep awake, because we don't know when all these details are going to happen. So your job is to do your job, do your work, and be aware and responsive to the movements of the Holy Spirit in your lives. That's what Jesus is saying. And then the parable ends, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly, that is the landowner. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. So that's the parable. That's what Jesus says in terms of explaining uh, the cycle of what's going to happen through history. Our temptation is to fall asleep. And indeed, in Mark chapter 14, when Jesus is in Gethsemane, the same verb, to watch, is used three more times. Don't fall asleep. Of course, you remember that story in Mark. Each time the disciples actually do fall asleep, they are not keeping watch with Christ when he needs their help. They fall asleep. So the temptation is to fall asleep. The temptation is to not be aware, to just slip through this whole Advent season as if, you know, it's just about buying things. We can't go into stores right now, but we can buy online. That's, that's the temptation. And he notes it because in verse 37, it's not just to the disciples. Note how it says in verse 37, And what I say to you, that is you group of disciples, I say to all, keep away. To every disciple, of every generation, the word is, I say to you all, keep awake. Be on guard. Watch. Be aware of what's going on in your life and the movements of the Spirit in your life. Be aware. Keep on guard. That is how Jesus ends this parable. And so, in many churches, this piece is used as the communities go into Advent, as they begin this month of Advent. And so we are encouraged also, okay, what does that mean to keep awake? to not fall asleep, to keep watch. So let's just think about that a little bit as we consider it. So number one, Advent is a call to keep awake spiritually, to be alert, to recognize that Jesus comes into our lives constantly. You remember the story in Matthew chapter 25 where Jesus is talking about our effort and our work, and he says, well, you were responsive to me when I was in need. Let me just read a few verses here uh, in Matthew 25. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? It goes on like that. And Jesus says, well, when you gave to individuals in need, in my name, then you gave it to me. It's just like you did the same. You gave it to them, but you also gave it to me. 
So we are to be aware and to be alert to the movement of the Spirit in our lives, the interior movement. So a first question we might consider is your life right now, your life in the midst of this pandemic, what is Jesus saying to you? What is his movement in your life right now, your life, your family's life, the community's life? What is the Spirit saying to us in this Advent season as we begin it? To keep awake spiritually. Jesus says we are to be attentive. Indeed, we are to be vigilant. That's a strong word, to be vigilant. To really give it pause and to think through and not to fall asleep spiritually as the disciples did in Gethsemane. Well, how do we do that? A few weeks ago we looked at the story of, or I mentioned the story of Rachel and Isaac and Rachel hiding the gods of her family under her camel seat. They're leaving from her father's territory, going back to the promised land, and she's taking the old gods with her. And so we might consider, well, what, what are our gods? God of distraction, God of entertainment, God of relationships, the God of things, possessions, money, whatever that might be. What are, are those things that can consume us? And we concentrate on those, and then we, we, we're not aware of the interior movements of the Spirit. So Advent is always a calling for us to be aware of what God is doing in our lives. And so the beginning of the Advent season, certainly that's a good piece to consider. Secondly, Advent is about being aware of the new opportunities that Jesus brings to us. Remember in Greek there's the word chronos and there's also the word kairos. And kairos is the time of opportunity. To beware, keep alert. Interesting in verse 33, if you look at it in your Bible, if you have it with you, after beware, keep alert, or keep watch, there will be a little asterisk, and it will say down at the bottom of your Bible, and pray. And if you're working with the KJV, it says actually, keep watch and pray. And so when we are trying to understand the new opportunities that the Spirit is bringing into our lives, we are to do that. We are to be alert, and then also to connect that, to be praying, to be open to the Spirit, listening for His voice, so that we are tuned in, if you like, to the right radio frequency, and we're picking up the signals that God wants to communicate to us, to be aware, to keep alert, and pray. Interesting also that Jesus speaks about prayer in a couple of ways. Remember the statement of Jesus where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in your midst. Well, two or three, that, that, that's a sign for community. Where we are in community, no matter what size, small or big, where two or three are gathered, I am there in your midst. So watching and praying, partly, is us doing so as a community. But we also have the statement from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, go into your prayer closet and pray by yourself. Go into your prayer closet and pray. So prayer always has this dialectic between doing so in community and doing so in solitude. Community, solitude, that's prayer. 
in your own life, community, solitude, prayer, to go into prayer, to go into the desert, the desert in the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, with Jesus' own life, he goes into the desert to pray, 40 days there, symbolic of Moses leading the, the Israelites from Egypt going into solitude and prayer. So a question for you and for me is, what, what is our desert? What is your desert? Where do you go to be in prayer and solitude so that we hear God's voice? There is that dynamic together. To be aware of the new opportunities that Christ is opening up. You may look at your life and you say, well, I, I you know, I, I can't really see any new opportunities that are happening for me. Depending on your stage of life, where you're at, you may think, well, hey, everything's behind me. Nothing's ahead. That's a mistake. The Spirit is always opening up new things. New things in your life. New things in my life. To trust, to depend, to lean on God as our parent, our father, our mother, who cares for us. Always wants us to lean on his or her presence. That's the invitation. So secondly, Advent is about listening and being responsive to the new moments, the opportunities, Kairos moments, that Jesus is about in your life and my life. And then thirdly, I would suggest we have a call to persevere. It's interesting if you look at the parable and read it a few times, you'll note that the landowner hasn't returned. The disciples are doing their thing, the workers are doing thing, each with their own task, everybody doing their task, and the call is to stay alert. And so in reality, our situation is the very same as the first here's. The master has not returned yet. Hasn't returned for them. Hasn't returned for us. So we are in the very same situation. And the invitation for you and for me is that we are to persevere. So Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 6.18, Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert. That's that very same verb. To that end, keep alert. And always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray in the Spirit at all times. Keep alert. Always persevere. That is the message that the Apostle Paul gives to the church in Ephesus, and it would say it would be the same for us to the church in Weston Park in the area of West. Keep alert, always persevere, pray in the Spirit. We do that as two or three gather together. We do that individually. Go into your prayer closet. Invited to pray, persevere, keep watch. That is the word of Jesus to us, and I would say it's a third word in this season of Advent. We're going to be in Advent for a month. To persevere. To stay with it. To not become careless. You know, just before coming to church today, I'm at the corner and I see one of our parishioners out of the corner of my eye. And, I, and I'm going to give him a little wave. And I'm also looking at across the street by the bank, and there had been some new concrete poured, and I'm sort of looking at that, how that went. And then I start going. And then Beth yells out, Alan! And I stop, 
and there's a bus turning right into me. Obviously, we didn't hit. And then I look at the light. The light is red. I didn't go all the way through. That's what I call being careless. I got distracted. I was careless in a moment. We almost got banged big time. Advent is about being careful, not becoming indifferent, to be watchful, to be alert. I was not alert in that moment. That's just the way it was. In that little example, that can be like us in our lives. We're not alert. We become sloppy. We're not ready to play. We're not ready to go. We're indifferent. Advent is a call to keep watch, to be on guard in your life and my life. So to be aware of the interior movements of the Spirit, to be aware of the new opportunities, and also to persevere. Now, I don't know the details of your life wherever you are. Jesus is speaking to you. Jesus is working in your life. He's not an absentee. Landlord, he's there, he's aware, he's conscious of you, your life, and my life. There's a purpose for you, for me. May we be responsive, may we open our hands, say, Come, Lord Jesus, come into our hearts, my heart, this Advent season. I offer these words to you this morning, first Sunday of Advent, in Jesus' name. Amen.